Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of 30 Minutes of Music. My name is Matthew Trevithick. we got lots of really good music in this episode, so you'll want to stick around. We have tracks from Pentangle, The Weather Station, and Crosby, Stills, and Nash, among others. If you haven't really listened to tracks by those groups, I encourage you to uh, stick around and check them out. Uh, the first song there starting off the podcast was by the short-lived group called The City, which included uh, Carol King on vocals and piano, Danny Korchmar on vocals and guitar, uh, King's future husband at the time, Charles Larkey on bass, and Jimmy Gordon on drums. Uh, that track was from the only album that they released called Now That Everything's Been Said from 1968. It was reissued and remastered last year by the label uh, Light in the Attic. Uh, the group broke up the following year, but uh, Korchmar and Larkey went on to play on King's debut album called Writer, and then her album Tapestry that came out in 1971. A lot of good songs on that album as well, so definitely check it out too. Uh, the second song that I'm going to play in this edition of the podcast comes from Radiohead's latest album called A Moon-Shaped Pool. Uh, this was the lead single from the album, which came out in early May. It's got some gorgeous string arrangements by Johnny Greenwood and the London Contemporary Orchestra with good production work as well from Nigel Godrich. This track is called Burn the Witch.
That song right there was called Light Flight from the great Scottish folk jazz group called Pentangle off their 1969 album Basket of Light. Uh, the late Bird Jantz, uh, who I've played twice on this podcast before, was a member of uh, that group and played guitar on the album and had did some lead and uh, backing vocal work as well. Uh, before that was Crosby, Stills & Nash with Wooden Ships. That was off their first album as a supergroup called Crosby, Stills & Nash. It was released in 1969 with uh, David Crosby and Stephen Stills on vocal on that track. And before that was Radiohead with Burn the Witch, their first single from their latest album that was released in May called A Moon-Shaped Pool. Now this next track I'm going to play is uh, like the first song in the podcast. It's from an album that was remastered and recently reissued uh, not too long ago by the American label Light in the Attic, which are really good. You should check them out. They do some really good work. Uh, This song is by an American singer-songwriter by the name of Jim Sullivan. Uh, It's from an album called UFO that was released back in 1969. And I'm going to talk a bit about Jim Sullivan and about this album. And normally I don't set up songs like this, but I feel like giving some background info uh, into Sullivan is is relevant when you detail how his debut album, uh, which was only one of two that he ever put out, uh, wound up getting reissued a few years ago. I think it was back in 2010 or 2011. So the founder of Light in the Attic, uh, this guy by the name of Matt Sullivan, who's of no relation to Jim, He said he came across this album on the internet. It was on some blog, this amateur digital transfer that someone did of their own record. And he read into some of Sullivan's background. So it turns out Sullivan released UFO in 1969, and then another album, a second one, in 1972. It was a self-titled one. And uh, Matt Sullivan writes in this post on the website Aquarium Drunker that a few years later, uh, in March 1975, he was dissatisfied with his music career, his marriage wasn't doing too good, He had 125 bucks in his pocket, and he left his family in Los Angeles and set off for Nashville in his Volkswagen Bug. On March 5th, he was pulled over by officers outside Santa Rosa, New Mexico, after he was found swerving on the road from fatigue from the long drive. He just kept driving, and he didn't didn't stop. The next day, on March 6th, he checked into a hotel there in Santa Rosa, and two days later, on March 8th, his Bug was found 20 miles south of Santa Rosa near a ranch in the middle of nowhere, locked with the engine dead. Inside of the car was Jim's wallet, his guitar, his clothes, some tapes and cassettes, and a box of 25 to 40 or so copies of his second LP. So it's believed, the story goes, that after checking in, Sullivan went and bought some vodka at a liquor store, drove around the town, and then somehow wound up at this ranch. Uh, Police reports said that his room key was locked on the room's dresser inside the room, and that the bed had not been slept in, and that he had not actually formally checked out of the, the hotel or the motel. And that Jim had basically just vanished and was never seen again. It's not really known what ever happened to him, and many things about his disappearance are sort of odd and unusual. Some rumors have arisen, and they haven't been substantiated, that the folks who own the ranch, uh, the Genetis, who were said to be Italian and have since moved, uh, or moved to uh, Hawaii not that long after this, may have been affiliated with a Chicago crime family, that, again, those rumors haven't been confirmed. Others say it's possible that Sullivan, who had an alcohol problem at the time, drank and likely wandered into the desert or got lost and was never found. Uh, it's also possible that his car broke down, that he hitched a ride from someone passing by and just disappeared. Regardless, given some of the imagery on the album UFO, including the title itself, like and some of the themes he talks about in the album include being abducted, highways, and disappearing in the desert, and leaving his family, lends a bit of a supernatural angle to the entire mystery. Uh, Another interesting note, when searching for information, Matt Sullivan of Light in the Attic, he managed to track down Sullivan's manager, Robert Buster Ginter. Uh, And I'm going to quote from Light in the Attic here. 
Quote, Ginter later stated that during the early morning hours of a long evening, Jim and Buster were talking about what you would do if they had to disappear. Jim said he'd walk into the desert and never come back. According to Light in the Attic, their reissue is from a cleaned-up vinyl transfer that they had professionally done, as the original uh, analog master tapes could not be located. It sounds pretty good for a vinyl transfer. I'll give them that, so they did a good job. Again, this is Jim Sullivan from the album UFO, released in 1969, recorded with some members of the legendary Wrecking Crew. This track is called Johnny. The people run and gather Now something high has caught their eye Riding with the sound of something The speaker stands to wave and cry
track right there was from the Canadian folk group The Weather Station, fronted by Tamara Lindemann. The track was called Floodplain, and it's from their 2015 album Loyalty. Definitely check it out, especially because it's Canadian. Before that was the British soul group The James Hunter Six, uh, with a track from their 2016 album uh, Hold On. The track was called The Truer Heart. It's definitely an interesting one to check out, too. Produced entirely in mono, which is... Uh, Definitely not something you see too often nowadays. Before that was Jim Sullivan with Johnny from his debut album UFO from 1969, uh, released a number of years back by the Light in the Attic label. That just about does it for this episode of 30 Minutes of Music. As always, you can find all episodes of the podcast on my website at mtblog.ca slash 30 minutes. Or if my website's being a pain in the ass, which it is frequently being, you can also find them online on the Internet Archive, that's at archive.org. Go there and type in 30 minutes of music. All the episodes are posted online on the Internet Archive. Episode 32 will hopefully come soon, although who knows, it took me months just to get this one online, so I wouldn't hold your breath if I were you. I'm going to end the podcast now with another track from Radiohead's latest album called The Moon-Shaped Pool that was released earlier this year in May uh, 2016. Uh, This one's probably my favorite track from the whole album because it's beautifully arranged, It has incredible strings, and it's also very haunting and emotional. Uh, And if you listen to the lyrics, it comes from a place of definite anxiety and alienation. Maybe that's why I like it so much? I'm not too sure. Anyway, we'll see you next time. This is Radiohead with Glass Eyes. Yeah.